I'm Arlen Hamilton, and I'm an investor. In 2015, I launched Backstage Capital, a venture capital fund, after experiencing food and housing insecurity for most of my life. I wanted to invest in companies led by founders who are women, people of color, and LGBTQ, just like me. I have invested in more than 150 companies since 2015 and growing. I started Your First Million to understand what it was like to make your first million dollars, get your first million fans or downloads, and to see if there was a common thread between us all. Join me as I talk to people from all walks of life about how they got where they are, what they learned on the way, and where they're going. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, I made my first million. <laughs> Let's talk about it. They slept on me, but now they won't. Because I got a million. Fresh out the mud, but I'm clean and so. Because I got a million. I got my first million. I got my. Rachel Rogers. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Isn't it funny <laughs> that this is the first time we're doing your first million? I know. Yeah. I it's bizarre at this point. <laughs> also, my alarm's going off. It's bizarre. Like, if, if anybody should be on this show, it should be you. <laughs> well, thank <And> you. And <laughs> if people are familiar with you, they already know why. And if they're not, the next twenty minutes is about to change somebody's life up in here. So I hope so. You are the author. First of, I'll first identify you as the author of a book called "We Should All Be Millionaires." So yes, your first million, we should all be millionaires. And that book, I tell everybody that I can, I get a lot of books, right? Sent to me. I get a lot of, um, I like a lot of books. I download my, on my own, a lot of books. There are very few books that I get to read front to back. And then even fewer that I read multiple times or go back and reference different chapters. And that has been your book for me the past year, year and a half. And I just love the the cadence of it. I love that. I mean, a lot of things that people tell me about my own book, you know, it's about damn time. They'll say about, I'll think about yours, which is you're talking to me. Yes. Well, let me to the side and having this moment. And I think you're talking to a lot of different people at different stages of their lives, which is a, is a incredible skill to have. In addition to the book, because we will talk more about that. How do you identify yourself? What what are you first and foremost? And then, you know, what, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Yes. Well, thank you for the kind words about my book. I'm so honored that you've read it more than once. That's like amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, and I love your book as well. And I agree with you. It's that conversational, right? Like pull you to the side, give it to you real, you know, <laughs> which I love. Um, so me, I am um, CEO of Hello7 which is a company I started to help um, entrepreneurs that are historically excluded build seven-figure businesses. And then I'm also a New Yorker, even though I live in North Carolina now, I always make sure people know I'm from New York. <laughs> and I have four children and a husband and a lot to do. <laughs> so, yes, that's four me. children. And what's the, what's the eldest age? The eldest is uh, 22. This is my stepdaughter. And yeah. then I have a 10 year old and a almost nine year old and an almost four year old. So <laughs> just running the gamut. 
just all all over the place. You, have a, you don't just live in North Carolina. You have a ranch in North Carolina. Yes, I have a ranch. I'm sitting in my in my in my office on my ranch, which is like I don't know, maybe a mile from the house. I drive because I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I have like right outside my window is an arena where we train the horses and we have horses in the barn over here. I have a full-time barn manager and we're, and we have a farm coach coming this Friday because we're going to learn how to farm. I'm so excited about this. We're about to get chickens. We're doing the whole farm life. <laughs> farm life. That's the whole thing uh, that I'm so interested in. Uh, we, we have some stuff going on with farm life. But I want everybody, we don't have a lot of time, so I'm not going to do this a lot, but I want everybody who's listening and people who have been listening to my podcast for a long time, people who are just discovering it, coming in from your, from your world. I want everybody though, just to sit back and imagine the day, if it's not already come for you, where you can say, oh yeah, I'm recording this podcast from my home office on my farm. <laughs> I think it's you and Khalees can say that <laughs> for, my, for my group of friends. <laughs> and it's just, um, you know, something Khalees told me during our interview uh, a couple of years ago that kind of blew my mind. I think she got it from the 1619 Project, but she thought she got it from that. But she couldn't remember exactly where she got it. I, she said, you know, we as black people, we... Uh, there was a whole song, a beautiful song, by the way, uh, uh, for the, for the Jeffersons that moving on up to the East mm-hmm. side, moving on up, you know, to the East side. Yes. And then it's, it goes on to say to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Yes. And she reminded us, this audience in this podcast that we were celebrating and, and, and others were celebrating this black couple leaving their owned home, the home that they owned near the all in the family house to right. go to an apartment somewhere. And why was that the flex? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so she said that that was a turning point for her when she realized that. And so she left what she was, what she had in LA and she moved outside of LA to this farm. And now everything she does, she has grown it. She's, you know, these videos she has. So talk to me about, We've talked about this enough. I, I, I mean, a lot. I get, I get a, very excited about your horses. <laughs> like your pony. I, so, I guess I think they're ponies or something. One of them is a pony. <laughs> do you have a, Rachel Rogers, do you have a pony? Yes, there is a pony. Her name is Georgia. She's my uh, daughter and son's horse. So they ride her. Um, Rachel Rogers. You know, we don't want a huge horse for the babies. You have a pony. Okay. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is... <laughs> what I was going to say is... Talk to me just a little bit about that decision that you made. And then when you made the decision and you bought the farm that first day of being there, how did that feel? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, we built a house like literally not far, far from here at all. And I thought that was our forever house. And we moved in when my youngest was just born. So like three, four years ago, almost four years ago. And um you know, I thought that was moving on up. Right. Like, so I was super excited about that and we furnished it and we were still in the process of like making it our home. And then a piece of property, we saw a sign went on sale. We were thinking about buying a building downtown to 
house our office and to host events because we were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on event venues every year pre-pandemic. And so we were like, oh, let's buy a building. And then we went through that process, decided not to because it needed too much repairs. And we were like, actually, I prefer retreats like on land, not Mm. necessarily a building downtown. Right. And so we were like, okay, let's start looking at that. So we found a place that was like not far from here. We were looking for a place that we could convert and really use for retreats for business. And what happened was we saw one place we were like, nah. And then I was like, let me just look on realtor.com and see what's available at over 10 acres. And I found this property and we came to see it. And literally within, you know, two minutes of walking in, my husband whispers in my ear, this is a must do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, we have to do this. And then I mean, there were a million reasons why I didn't think it was going to happen, especially because this transaction was happening as the pandemic was developing. We saw this February 2020 Mm. and we closed August 2020, partially because banks were literally closed in March and April 2020. Like they were not even. So we didn't know if we could do it. It was out of our price range, all the things, but we made it happen. And then when we got here, we walked around. You know what struck me? We have our own street lamps. Like we have our own lamps that go all the way up to the barn and, you know, just like walking, you know, walking around the barn, looking, I was like, these are our lamps. (laughs) These don't belong to the town or the city. These are, these are on our 50 acres. Like these trails are ours. It was surreal. We have a tennis court. Like we were just walking around like, yo, we did that. That sounds surreal and probably emotional. I also yes. have to say, I have to pull you to the side and say, if you're not in touch with Realtor, Realtor.com for a sponsorship. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm so serious. I'm serious. I know you are. I'll get out. Um, that's a six figure deal, I think, because you're because the first thing I started thinking, of, oh, let me go to Realtor.com and look for some some, some ranches here. You yes. <laughs> Exactly. And listen, and, and we know from all the even SNL did a commercial. I mean, a spoof of looking at Zillow and stuff. We know that it's an aspiration. That. It's that aspiration, though. Yes. Like when when I go, when I want to think about what I want my life to be like, I don't think of flashy cars. I don't think of uh, a lot of certain you know items. But I do go and look at the different the different homes or home that I would get mm-hmm. if X Y Z. Right. And it has happened. It's manifested. Right. You know, and it's and it's personal or it's for business or whatever it may be. But those are aspirational things. And I think and I love that, you know, no matter where you are, you can you can aspire to something else. So you have this um, and you have your pony. uh, This is like late breaking news. I'm going to show up at your house uh, in a few days to see this pony. I'll meet your Definitely children do that. as well. I'll see your husband, <laughs> but somebody lead me to the pony. <laughs> <laughs> and so have you, has it been a good investment? It has been. Honestly, it's so interesting because originally we thought business and we were thinking we'd stay in our house and use this for business And then the pandemic was unfolding and we were like, you know what? No, we need all that space for these kids. And so we bought it and we sort of had to grow into this dream. I think sometimes we have a dream that's bigger than we can even fathom. And we just have to say yes and take the baby steps and then we can grow into it. So actually we really use it for our personal use. And I do have events here. Like I have a nice space so I can have small events like retreats and things like that. 
and we have a retreat house so we can house people, which just is a retreat really nice. house, just a retreat house. <laughs> you know, why don't you go to the retreat house and think it over? That's what I'm going to tell people. <laughs> I'm going to be there. If you ever go on a trip, I may or may not <laughs> partake. Look, <laughs> Oh, it's great continue. for introverts. I cut you off. I cut you off. Go ahead. Please continue. <laughs> listen, if you have a, listen, this is, I highly recommend this. If you have family from out of town that would like to visit a lot, or if you're an introvert, you'll have guests all the time and you'll be like, come on over because you could put them across the street <laughs> in the retreat house. You know, <laughs> every time we have a conversation, Rachel, a couple months later, I end up doing what, what we just talked about. So <laughs> I'm on it. And, you know, I'm thinking about your first million. I'm thinking of people who are listening, especially hearing you for the first time. And they're like, how, how do I get the retreat house? How did you get here? What? Yes. Tell, tell people the story in a succinct, you know, way, because your story is a movie. <laughs> Let them know. But at the same time, it's not out of reach. Yes. And that's what you really want people to know. So for your first million fans, how do they go from where they are to where you are? Yeah. Well, the key is consistency, right? Like when I look at when you're sort of just showing up, you know, I remember being up all night, creating landing pages, like by myself, I couldn't afford a developer, (laughs) figuring it out, reading instructions, watching a video and then going and doing it and being like, that didn't work and having to refresh and do it again. (laughs) Like, I remember all of that. And I started out as I graduated as an attorney, started my own practice as I graduated in the recession. And then had a law practice slowly, but surely grew it and just was very aggressive on sales and marketing because I had to be, cause I had all these babies that I had to feed no matter what. And I did not want to go work for a law firm. So I didn't have the, I think when your back is up against the wall and you have to make the money, it takes away the fear. So you're not like, Oh, I'm scared. What are they going to say? I'm like, I ain't scared. I'm scared of not paying this rent. Like <laughs> that's what I'm scared of. I scared of your no. If you say no, I'm going to the next one and yes. see if they say yes, you know? So that just turned me into a pretty, you know, good advocate for myself and for what I was selling. And, you know, I just showed up and was consistent and did all of the things, the marketing, the content, the webinars for years and just grew it over time and slowly transitioned into business coaching because people started asking me business advice because my practice was very successful. And I realized I really liked running the business a lot more than I liked practicing law. So I transitioned into that and that's how we got to Hello 7 today. But really the name of the game is consistency. If you just keep showing up and it feels like it kind of sucks while you're doing it, right? Some days you're like, is this even working? Is anyone listening? You know, am I just talking to the void? Mm -hmm. Um, That's what it feels like. But if you just keep going, it is going to hit eventually. And right, like during, if you're in that right now, right now it might suck a little bit. Try to have fun with it as much as you can. But if it does suck, just know that when you get to the other side, you're going to be like, so I'm so glad I sat at that desk all night. Yep. I'm so glad I was willing to keep showing up, even though nobody knew my name or gave a crap about what I was doing uh, right now. Rachel right now, today in 2022 is so grateful for Rachel, Rachel, 2012, you know, 2010, all those years that I just kept showing up and just would not give up. Silicon Valley. If this place were a country, it'd be the wealthiest on earth. It's a world full of disruptors, but that's an edge that cuts both ways. Everything that's about to come your way, you brought on yourself. What's up, podcast listeners? My name is Mickey, and I'm starring in a new daily soap opera podcast series called 
The Valley, presented by HireRunner.co. The Valley drops some new episodes, around five minutes each, every weekday. In it, I play Cam, a hacker with a shadowy past, who's come to teach the most powerful people in the Valley a lesson. HireRunner.co was founded by Arlen Hamilton to connect operational talent with the most inclusive companies. Runner does things a little differently, so much so that when it came time to create ads, they said, do people really need another website builder or diet ad on their podcast? (laughs) No. So instead, they made The Valley, a daily podcast soap featuring an extraordinary and diverse cast. Set in the cutthroat world of tech, The Valley is a world full of high risk and high reward, where finding the right mentor can lead to greatness, but making the wrong enemy can lead to ruin. So get ready, because in The Valley, the fun and the glamour are real, but so is the danger. If he talks, he talks. I'm not worried about Dwayne Fisher, of all people. I can handle him. Someone tried to kill him. What are you doing here? Nobody hurts someone I love and gets away with it, okay? Hello? Dad! <sighs> you startled me. I'm sorry, who is this? There you are. Someone who knows what you're up to. What the hell is going on here? How is she? Money doesn't sleep. <laughs> These powerful people ruined my life, and starting tonight, I'm returning the favor. Discover the next twist every day. Available wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I think that that um, awareness of looking back and saying, well, that was part of my story. It's like those some people are going to realize these are the glory days. Like, yes. you know, they're going to realize there is a sentimentality to that. There are also, though, those moments that are tough. And I, you know, again, from experience, no, you want to be out of that as quickly as you can. And yes. so in addition to the consistency that I've seen you um, um, express and, and show, I, what I love about your book is that you also get people right. Like as soon as they finish the book, they're ready to go. Like they're ready to mm-hmm. accelerate that time period. It's like we did, we did what we had to do so that other people could do it in half the time. Yes, and so exactly. And people yes. laid the foundation for us to be an example and be an aspirational example yes. in the same way. And so Honestly, if you all are listening to this and you have any interest in um, in kind of going from working for somebody else or, um, you know, you're working on your company right now and you're trying to get it to the next level, how, we should all be millionaires. Hello 7 too, like that is a is a membership. Talk, talk a little bit about the membership. Like what do people get when they join and what have been some of the results for people? Yes. The beauty of the membership is that I was so anti-memberships before I launched it. It was really because of the pandemic that I launched it because Mm -hmm. I had masterminds and I worked really high touch with people and charged a lot of money for it. And, you know, the pandemic, a lot of people were like, I don't know if I'm going to make my next payment. This is going on in my life, whatever. And so we were like, okay, we need to think of another offer. We came up with the membership. I mean, it took off like a rocket from day one. It was like the thing that people wanted. And so... Sometimes it's just like a little tweak that will blow your business up. You know what I mean? Mm. And it's just like, you got to just keep showing up, listening to customers, 
talking to them as much as possible, collecting as much data as you can so that you can see, okay, if I make this pivot, let's see what happens. And then sometimes it's, it's the blow up that you're looking for. Mm. Um, so the membership is a diverse and inclusive community for underrepresented founders, as you call them, we call them historically excluded founders, or under right? Estimated, so, underestimated, uh, well. underestimated, right. Yeah. And so entrepreneurs who are basically not cis straight white guys, essentially. Um, and so we have a very diverse community. We make a promise that you will never be the only, the only anything in our community. There's no identity in our community. That is the only, yeah. literally none, um, which is, and I mean, I feel so comfortable making that promise because we literally have such a diverse community, which I'm so grateful for. And that is the thing I think that is the glue and the thing that people love the most. Yeah. Um, but it's also business training that gives you like the step-by-step of what to do at this level, what to do when you get to 50K to 100, what to do when you get to 100 to 250, what to do at 500 plus telling them what to do when, cause we get very distracted, right? Like, Oh, my friend is over here doing this. I should stop doing what I'm doing right now and go do that. And it's like, no, sometimes that's not the right thing to do at this stage. So the goal is that they get there faster. They get to that seven figures faster. That is what yeah. we're teaching them to do through coaching community and education. Let, let's break down two parts of this. So one part I want to talk about is the membership itself. And then the other part is what I want to talk about people stepping outside of the membership and, and watching what you do. Mm. So everyone, um, anyone who's listening, who has like a niche or has an expertise or has something like that, they're thinking about another income stream. They're thinking about another way to reach an audience. They haven't ever tried to reach an audience, but they, they do have something to offer, which is most people. Yes. Think of, go, go kind of hack what Rachel's doing. Look at her website, look at what she's doing on the surface there, because, um, that's where you can get a lot of ideas as well. Yes. And then for the inside of the membership and that, and by the way, that's for, for anybody listening. So if mm. you are 34 white men uh, in Kentucky and you do X, Y, Z, Rachel is an, is an example to you. And mm. she is doing seven, eight figures a year um, off of that example. So really go watch what she's doing. Eight um, figures to be exact. Eight figures. <laughs> Yes. Very tell proud them, of reaching that milestone Eight last month. Figures. Tell them again. <laughs> and then I'm coming back to the membership. You said something that was so interesting in that description to me, which I think I want to make sure people hear. You kind of say, if you're at this level, if you're making this much, this is what you do next, or this is what you do now. And then next. And then next. Yes. And so what are those levels that people, that people kind of come in on? Yes. So there's seven levels, right? Like hello one is zero to 25. This is all based on IRS data, census data. When you say zero to 25, you're saying they're making zero to $25,000 in revenue at their company, whatever they're working on. Exactly. Annually. Right. So that means $2,000 a month in recurring revenue, possibly maybe it's 25,000 altogether, but basically you're a beginner, you're starting and you haven't cracked 25 K yet. Yeah. Zero is is great. Is a great, you know, anybody can join that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And we have a lot of folks who are in that entry level zero to hundred K is probably a good, you know, at least 40, 50% of our audience or our mm. membership. Mm. Um, and the other 50 are at all varying stages above that. And so in the beginning, it's all about experimenting, getting an offer out there, just choose something and offer it and see what happens, right? Start collecting money, um, and see what happens. Cause that through doing right, you discover, yeah. Oh, this is what I'm good at. This is the thing that people want. Oh, I understand my customer better. That's how you learn how to refine, but you have to get out there and start selling. You can't you think about it this, for the next you give two them years. This, like blueprint. 
Though. Yes. That that's what I find so fascinating is like it doesn't matter where you are and I guess it goes up to a million or what up to it 3 million. Up to, up to 3 yeah. million. So it doesn't matter if you are at zero or making 5,000 a year or if you've if gone over a 1 million in ARR you have a place for them and you know what they should do next because you've just experienced it and just said, you know, you're at 10 million plus yourself. Right. So right. that to me is so brilliant and so interesting for somebody to kind of join. And before they do that, reading your book is like that access to me. Like I promise, I mean, you know, y'all, the audience knows me. I'm not going to send you somewhere to spend your money where I, I wouldn't spend it myself. The book alone is so valuable that if you only read the book, you would be off to the races. Yes, it's true. And it's so interesting. My audience used to be entrepreneurs who were already established. They were making like, let's say they just got to six figures around a hundred thousand and they were trying to scale to seven figures and crack a million. Then the book came out and now my audience has expanded. Like those folks are still there. They're still hiring teams, building operations, doing all the things to scale their businesses to a million. But then we now have this whole new segment of people who's like, I'm a receptionist at this company right now, but I love, you know, making whatever, like soap, you know, and I make these amazing soaps for my friends and people say I should sell it. And now I want to do that. How do I turn it into a business? Now I'm joining the club and learning how to do that. And that is very exciting to me that we have people who are historically excluded from building wealth, right? Building generational wealth, who are learning how to build businesses, being in community with other entrepreneurs, learning the strategies, networking, creating their business bestie circle, you know, through the community and learning how to become an entrepreneur and to build wealth. And some of them like their corporate job and it'll just be a side hustle. And some of them are like, we're going to the moon, right? I and love that. Everything you know in between. I, you know, I love that so much for so many reasons, but I get asked every single day that question by somebody or a few people. Yes. Because it's not all about venture. It's not all about venture capital and having the next billion dollar company because very few companies reach that. And yes, and, it's a whole game. It's political. It's a whole thing. I've invested in 200 of those companies and I wish them well, but think about how many people in our portfolio too, who are like, Hey, I would just like to do two, three, five million a year. Mm -hmm. And that's life changing. Yeah. I want to go from working for someone else or working on the thing that I don't somewhere. I don't want to be to that next level. And then you have, to me, it's like these stepping stones. So imagine you take Rachel's book, you read Rachel's book, you read my book, you, you get the inspiration, you got the tactical stuff, you're ready to go. Yes. You keep working at your gig or you start working at Runner at HireRunner.co to kind of curate your career, know where you want to be. And Love you have it. a two, three year plan of I'm going to go from doing 10,000 a month in revenue to doing three, four million a year. Yes. And in, in between, I mean, it's just like a, it's just a package thing. And that's, that's why I'm so excited about getting your message out to more people. Because when I hand people, a lot of times when I hand people my book, I'll hand them your book with it. Yes. Thank you. You, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I got a book, but I got, I got like 20 books of yours in, in my office closet. Right oh my God. I just, I go around and just hand it to people. I feel so loved. Thank uh, you. I'll tell you. I tell, and you, you showed me so much love. Uh, even recently at your, the most event, you know, we're, we work together on a lot of things. We were in the book club, on um, bookclub.com together. Yes. Um, I think that, I think the next step is we just got to take this on the road. 
Yeah, seriously, we really should. But what you said is so brilliant, right? Like entrepreneurs realizing, oh, I want to build this thing, being able to join Runner, make money, right? And figure out how they're going to grow their thing. I mean, it's... Listen, these are tools that we wish we had back in the day when we were starting, right? Are you Dear kidding? God. I wouldn't have been yes. homeless for as I wouldn't have been homeless for as long as I was if runner existed back then or yes. had, we should all be millionaires the book. I would I would just wouldn't have been. Yes. Because there, you have these this inspiration but and somebody who looks like you or somebody who get you, but then you also have that tactical, okay, what do I do now? Right. <laughs> because, what's the move? Also, yeah. What's the move? So I think people, I think I'm hoping people understand how much we want them to win. Yes, and, exactly. And what else do you think people should know um, about what you do and uh, about what they can do to get started too? Yeah. Well, um, you mean steps they can like well, joining what us? What, I want to leave people with um, uh, th- th- what you want them to know about your, your story, because yes. your story is so, we, we just scratched the surface here. We didn't even yes. get into anything, but I want people to go and read that book. What is something that maybe surprised you about your journey? Yeah. Well, what I will say is that what surprised me is that I'm here. (laughs) It's absolutely surprising because I mean, I grew up in a a low, low income family and money was so scarce and the source of so much drama and relational pain and struggle, health problems, all of these things that came from the lack of money we had. And so I was like, how am I going to solve this problem? We need money clearly. And why is it so hard to get? So it's like, it was something I was interested in as a teenager, right? Trying to figure this out, probably 12 years old, right? Is when I was really interested in this. And so like, I didn't realize that's what I was doing, but I kind of devoted my life to solving this problem. And what I want to share with anybody listening is that making money is actually easy. It is not that hard. It is simple. It's just, we are told a story of how hard it is and how difficult it is and hard work and struggle, struggle, struggle. Don't you believe it? Okay. With some slight tweaks to what you do every day with your time, right. And just showing up and being consistent you can make a lot more money. It is possible. It is within reach. You have the talent, you have the ability. So don't let anybody tell you that you can't be a millionaire, that you can't, you know, have hundreds of thousands of dollars or however much your goal is. It is all doable. And it's just about, you know, deciding you want to do it and then seeking out the resources that we're sharing with you. And that's the key. So, you know, that's, that's my message is that people realize it is not that hard to make money and that we are 100% capable of doing it. I wanted to stay all the way out of that because I know that's the clip. <laughs> that's the clip we're going to pass around social medias. <laughs> that's it. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. This is just scratch the surface. I want people to go check you out. What websites or meet social media? Where do they find you? Where do they go next? Yes. Well, follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Rach Rogers ESQ, Rogers with a D. Um, check out the book. We should all be millionaires and then join the club. If you go to hello7.co slash club, you can check it out. Check it out. Hello seven. Amazing. Thank you, Rachel Rogers. Um, I'll see you at the ranch girl. Cause I'm, uh, listen, we're going to hang out with the pony. pony. <laughs> Maybe I'll get my own pony and bring in. They'll be friends. Yes. They'll be besties. Like It'll be great. Friends. Oh, <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, 
is Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at Arlen was here on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N was here. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. Your First Million is produced by Anna Eichenauer, executive producer Arlen Hamilton. Associate producer, Chacho Valadez. Theme song is used by permission by the artist, Tobey Nguigwe.